As the band's go, band goes down, we've got something to show you this morning. students going to follow this year. This is for middle school, high school, and young adults, and um, it's a youth conference. It takes place once every four years. This year it's in Cincinnati, Ohio from December 28th through December 31st, and we're going to be flying to Ohio in the middle of winter to experience this conference. We're we are praying, and we have been praying, and we're going to continue to pray that these teens have a life-changing experience in these next, in those four days that they're there. The conference alone is gonna cost about $240 per student. Then they have to pay for their flight and they also have to pay for additional food. If you feel led um, and you wanna help defer the cost of a student, you are welcome to do that. Um, you can drop that in the offering, you can give online, just mark it follow or youth conference and we'll make sure that it goes towards the students. Let me breathe. <laughs> um, Catherine has some warm announcements for you this morning. And as she lets you know what's happening at Summit this week, there are some clipboards that are sitting along the aisles. If you'll just pass those down so we can mark your attendance, that would be great. Yes. Good morning, everyone. It is now. <laughs> I'm Catherine. Um, please join us today after church for a, part, for a party in the park at the large pavilion in Stanley Park. We will have food and games. This is a great way to get to know others at Summit Church, and it'll be so much fun. Summit Church has two different opportunities for you to be part of a mission trip this upcoming year. Please see the bulletin for more information. Our Fall Life Group series begins the, the week of October 6th. For more information and life group options, please stop by the connections table or see Pastor Aaron. Will the ushers please come down for our time of giving? As you are giving today, Eric Snyder, my dad, will be telling us about Raymond Crescelle, the local Bible school. Can we pray together? Thank you, God, for the wonderful people in this church. We ask for your blessing over the offering today. Pray that you will put your hand over the people, the wonderful people in this church. Amen. Hi there, I'm Eric Snyder, I'm Catherine's dad. Um, <laughs> um, it's a privilege to be here today with you all. I, I, I think I speak on behalf of everyone here. Young people really enrich our hearts deeply. Uh, just seeing all the joy and life that they have, their smiles uh, and their excitement for the Lord is really contagious and encouraging, I know to me. So. I'm um, really grateful to Summit Church, to Mike and Aaron and Nita, 
and the whole team for all you've done uh, to welcome us today. So I'm the director. I'm not just Catherine's dad. Um, we also, if you've seen our family around, we have five other kids and my wife, Sarah. We're on staff up at Ravencrest Chalet. I'm the director. And uh, Ravencrest Chalet is a ministry that's been around for 44 years. And really what uh, the focus of Ravencrest is, is simply to allow people to come to a place where they want to learn more about Jesus Christ. Uh, in a community setting uh, with other people who are uh, imperfect. I think we all recognize every day when we wake up in the morning just how imperfect we are. Um, but the Christian life isn't about our perfection. It's about following Jesus, the perfect one. And together, pointing one another as in our imperfections to say, hey, it's okay, let's follow him. He's our perfect Savior and receive his forgiveness, follow him, and to grow in what it means to be a follower of Christ. And so uh, through the year, we have different programs. We have a Bible school that runs from September through to May. We also have youth camps in June and July, and then we have adult retreats in August. And uh, we are really blessed by all the people the Lord brings from around the world uh, who are hungry, young people, uh, older people who are hungry uh, to learn about the Lord Jesus. This is a dark world that, uh, yeah, can be very burdensome and hard to be a part of, but it's great when we have the privilege to, <coughs> sorry, uh, yeah, to come together as the body of Christ, to seek the Lord and to see the power of God at work in people's lives. That is just a deep and rich blessing that we can be a part of. So, um, you will have the opportunity uh, this year to have some of our students here attend Summit Church, and we are grateful for uh, your willingness to welcome them and to welcome them into your family. Uh, our family has been very blessed by this body here. Uh, you're a very loving and warm and welcoming family uh, and body of Christ that just uh, does a wonderful job welcoming new people. So I know any of our students who decide to come here. Uh, and join this church body will be richly blessed by their time here. Um, also in that, for you guys, as uh, the church body here at Summit, you'll have the chance to uh, maybe engage on a deeper level with some of our students. Uh, you'll have the opportunity to adopt some of them as children of your own through the year, uh, where that would be you could welcome them into your home to do laundry for a meal, uh, often they're missing their parents and their families, and just having a, a home outside of the body of, up on the hill uh, is a real rich uh, encouragement to them. So uh, if the Lord would put that on your heart, I know Anita will be making an announcement for any of you uh, next week in ways that you can follow up and, and just be available in that way. And just know uh, our experience is that that's a, a real deep blessing, f not just for the students, but uh, for you as well, the, the families who get to participate in that, uh, it's a real encouragement too. Uh, another way, if you want to, uh, we would love to have you up on the hill to come see Ravencrest. If you never have, please come up. Uh, we'd love to see you, show you around the place. Um, and at the same time, we're also trying to open our doors more. We're doing something called The Gathering. Uh, we're looking to do that a couple times each term where we're opening up our facility to the local Estes community 
families, children, parents, grandparents, anyone who wants to come just for an evening of fellowship and fun together. Uh, the first one will be this Friday, uh, coming on the 4th of October, and we'll have one more on the 15th of November this fall. So if you'd love to just come and uh, be a part of what's going on up there and be encouraged in the Lord and uh, take part in a, a body that's just celebrating who, celebrating who Jesus Christ is, we'd love to have you. So again, thank you for welcoming us. Uh, we feel really cared for and appreciated here. So um, yeah. Thank you to the Summit body and to Mike. Thank you. Thank you, Eric. Thanks, Eric. We have been privileged to have, um, we had four awesome students last year from Ravencrest that worked with our Summit youth, and we actually have four new students this year. So we're really excited and grateful that Ravencrest is willing to share those um, youth with us each year. Now, if you thought you were getting comfortable for the message, not yet. So... Every few weeks in Kids Church, we learn a new memory verse, and um, the kids have been working. We learned, we learned this. We actually just read it last week, so we're going to work on learning it this week. So let's read it together. It's Daniel chapter 2, verses 20 through 21. May the name of God be praised forever and ever, for wisdom and power belong to him. He changes the time and seasons. He removes kings and establishes kings. Daniel 2, 20 through 21. Don't use that bucket, please. <laughs> um, before, the way that we learn games in kids' church is we play a game. So we're going to play a game, and there's a bucket here and here and here. And Faith and Mark and Leslie are awesome. You guys don't see them. But they help once a month in kids' church, and I could not do it without them. So I appreciate their help. They're going to be going up and down the aisle, and they're going to give the first person in the aisle a ball. Now, your job is when the music starts, you are to pass that ball down your aisle. If it gets to the end, you pass it back. When the music stops, if you are the lucky person to have that ball in your hand, you get to come down here and play a game with me. What? You shouldn't. You, you should not. You should only have seven. Oh, okay. So, again, pass the ball. If you don't want to get stuck with the ball and you don't want to come down and join me and have a lot of fun, then pass the ball quickly. All right? Here we go. Oh. an arm workout if there's not anybody close to you. Alright, stop. Whoever has the ball or whoever's willing to come down with the ball in your row, please come on down and join me right here. There should be 21 of you right here in this space. If you're unwilling, I bet there will be someone in your row, row that will help you out. Now, I need you guys, you're, you stay in this row right back here, okay? This is your row. Now, 
If you were so excited and you didn't get a ball and you wanted a ball, I have 21 more balls. So if you would like to be part of this competition, actually, I want you to be part of this competition. I need, I will beg, 21 more people to come down. I've got two. Come on. Come on. Keep coming. Keep, I know you want to. Aaron does. Braden does. Cassidy does. Come on. <laughs> You guys need to stand in this row with me if you're coming on down without a ball. If you do not have a ball, stand in this row, please. All right, I know I have more rate. Uh, where's Eden? Eden, you know I'm going to call you out because I know your name. <laughs> and is Cameron here today? No? Okay. They may have to have two each if we don't get enough people. If you have white... On your ball, you should be in this line. If you have yellow on your ball, you should be in the back line. And I want you to face each other for a moment so I can stand in between you and explain what's going to happen. When I say, if you have white, you're in this line. We'll do it. We have to do the directions about seven times for the kids, so I know that I'm used to this. If you're in white, you're in this line. If you're yellow, if your ball has yellow on it, not a yellow ball, but yellow print on the paper, I am so sorry, Camille, <laughs> then you'll be in this line. What you need to do is, when I say go, you have to put the verse in the right order, and whichever team does it first wins. Now, I'm going to let you guys turn around so you don't have to do this backwards, but you have to work together to put the verse in the right order. Wherever you want. If you start on this end, that's fine. If you start on this end, as long as it's in the right order, I don't care. All right. Your group, white, the ones with white paper, turn around so you can't cheat off the others. You can turn around and look at the verse. Um, Patty, they might need the verse up. Sorry. All right, go. How long do you think it'll take them? <laughs> the kids can do this in about a minute. We've timed it, so we'll see what they can do. When your team has it, let me know. I think we're close. Oh, we hit the projector. I don't know how to fix that. All right, are we almost there? You know, I really expected the adults to already have this by now. The kids would have had it a long time ago. Do we have it? Do we both have it? Oh, I think we have a tie then. All right, let's read it together. May the name of the Lord be praised forever and ever, for wisdom and power belong to him. He changes the time and seasons. He removes kings and establishes kings. Daniel 2, 20 through 21. Awesome. Good job. Okay. You can stick your... these your colored balls into the black buckets, and then you can go have a seat. Thank you.
Thank you for participating. If you did participate today, you can get a green ticket if you'd like one. I think Mark and Leslie have the tickets. I think Mark and Leslie have them. All right, we are going to dive into our lesson now. We're actually using the Gospel Project in Kids Church. The Gospel Project is going to take us throughout the whole entire Bible in three and a half years. Right now, we are in the Old Testament, and we are learning how the Old Testament is always pointing to the Savior to come, Jesus Christ. Today's story is about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Not she shed, he mad, and a bad ego, but Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These three friends, they worshipped the one true God. They knew that they would be punished for worshiping God, but they trusted God to take care of them no matter what. Last week, we learned that the three boys had a friend named Daniel. Now, we also talked about how these four men obeyed God. Now, this is where participation comes in, okay? This is how we do it in kids', cha- kids church. We're going to ask questions. If you answer a question, even if it's not correct, if you answer a question we're going to give you a ticket. So I've got four helpers today that will walk around and give you a green ticket when you answer a question. In Kids Church, and we're going to do it in here too, please raise your hand. We'll call on you. And because this is such a big auditorium, if you would please speak loudly so everybody could hear you, that would also help us out a lot. So the kids will be able to answer some of these. We'll see if some of you know this story too. So the four boys, they were different from the other boys in Babylon. What made them different? Who did they serve? Jack. They served the one true God. Give Jack a ticket. What? Oh, you're going to be clapping a lot. What would they not eat? Juan, go ahead. The king's food. That's right. Give yourself a ticket. What did they only ask to eat? What would they only eat? Camille. You're close, but not quite. Go ahead and give her a ticket. She tried. What would they only eat? Cora. Uh, Vegetables and water. water. Give yourself a ticket. Good job. And does anyone remember the answer to our big picture question? It'll be on the screen. That we've been talking about, and we'll continue to talk about the next few weeks. How can we obey God? Zoe. Just read it. It's okay. That's right. We trust God to give us strength to obey him. Good job. All right. The Bible says that Daniel became a ruler of high position in the king's, King Nebuchadnezzar's um, rule, and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were also um, in positions of authority. And when today's Bible story takes place, It seems that Daniel's in one place, and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are in another place. So Daniel is not a part of our story today. Our message comes from the book of Daniel, chapter 3, which is in the Old Testament. But instead of reading it, we're going to do what we did in Kids Church. We're going to watch it. And so as you hear the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, I want you to listen. I want you to listen to see what the rules were that the king wanted these men to follow, 
And I want you to listen to see how Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego trusted God. So you guys just go ahead and turn around, and if you'll sit down so they can see. And go ahead, Patty. Nebuchadnezzar was the king of Babylon. One day, Nebuchadnezzar made a tall statue out of gold. His herald made an important announcement from the king. When you hear the sound of music, you must fall down and worship this statue. Anyone who does not obey this rule will be thrown into a fiery furnace. The rule was for everyone in Babylon. So when people heard the sound of music, they fell down and worshiped the gold statue like the king commanded. But not everyone bowed down and worshiped the statue. Three men from Judah, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, refused to bow down to a statue. Some men went to King Nebuchadnezzar to complain about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They did not like these men from Judah who did not obey their king. This news made King Nebuchadnezzar angry. He called for the men and asked them, is it true that you do not serve my gods or worship the gold statue? If you do not bow down when you hear the music, I will throw you into a fiery furnace. Then, what God could rescue you from my power? The three friends answered, King, the God we serve is able to rescue us from the fiery furnace. He can save us from you. But even if God chooses not to rescue us, we will not serve your gods, and we will not bow down and worship the gold statue. King Nebuchadnezzar was even angrier. He told the strongest soldiers in his army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The soldiers threw them into the fiery furnace. Suddenly, King Nebuchadnezzar jumped up. Didn't we tie up three men and throw them into the fire? Look, the king shouted. I see four men walking around in the fire. They aren't tied up. And the fourth man looks like a son of the gods. Nebuchadnezzar quickly went to the door of the furnace. He called out, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come here. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire. They had not been hurt by the fire at all. Nebuchadnezzar praised God. The God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego sent an angel and rescued his servants. King Nebuchadnezzar made a new law for all the people. Anyone who says anything against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's God will be punished. No other God can save people like this. Then the king gave Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego even more important jobs in the kingdom of Babylon. God was with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fire. Only he could rescue them. God rescues us too, through his son, Jesus. Only Jesus can save us from our sin. Jesus' sacrifice on the cross provided the way for us to be rescued from sin and have eternal life. That's an awesome story, isn't it? That's a great story. Yes, you can stand back up. <laughs> One, probably most of us have heard that story, but 
this story isn't just about how God protected Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So let's dig a little deeper, and we're going to ask some more questions. Who can tell me what Nebuchadnezzar had built? Thomas. Um, Yes. We're going to leave out that because that's the next question, okay? An idol or a statue. We'll leave out that middle word. Good job. Give yourself a ticket. Okay. Can anyone tell me, and this wasn't in our story, so you may have to open your Bible, or maybe you know it. Can anyone tell me how big the statue was? Tom. 90 feet high, 9 feet wide. That means if you took two semi-trailers and you flipped them up and you put them on top of each other, that would be about the size of our image. What did our story tell, you, tell us that the statue was made of? And Thomas already helped you out. Catherine. Gold, that's right. So it probably was not solid gold. It was probably made out of wood, and then they plated it with gold. Um, we don't really know what this actual God is, and that's a lowercase g, kids. But we think it's associated with the God of Nabu, because that's who um, Nebuchadnezzar at the time was worshiping. So once the statue was made, what commander law did the king give to everyone? Is that Jude or Quinn? I can't tell. That's Jude. Okay. What was the commander law? That's right. Good job. Good job. Give him a ticket. So... He already told us what the penalty was. It was going to be thrown in the fiery furnace. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they didn't even seem to question whom they should obey, God or the king. They went as far as to say that if God did not save them, they still would not worship the idol. They trusted and they obeyed the one true God. And that made King Nebuchadnezzar even more angry. Does anyone know how many times hotter he asked his men to turn up the furnace? Right there in the back row. Seven times hotter in the back row in the pink. Now, the furnace, that furnace, it does not look like the machines we have in our utility rooms today. The furnace was probably a kiln used for baking bricks. So it had an open space on the top for the smoke to get out, and it had an open space on the side, and that's where King Nebuchadnezzar could see the men. So how many men did King Nebuchadnezzar throw in the fire? Three. How many, let me ask this first. What happened to the soldiers that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were with when they were thrown in the fire? Ron, they got burned up. The fire was so hot that it killed these men instantly, but Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were still unharmed. We're going to get back to that. Now, the king looks in the fire, I'm sure from a ways back, after seeing what just happened to his soldiers, and how many people... What did he see in the fire? Zoe. He saw four men in the fire. Does anyone remember who King Nebuchadnezzar thought that the fourth man was in the fire? I'm trying to get someone that hasn't answered yet. Jack. (laughs) Does anyone remember who King Nebuchadnezzar thought the fourth man in the fire was? Yes. He thought he was the son of one of the gods. So after the men came out, not even smelling like smoke, what did the king order? This is our last question. Is there anyone? Grace. Grace. 
he, he said that no one was allowed to say anything bad, right, about the Lord God. And actually, he was going to punish those that did. So very good. Give Grace a ticket, and then you guys can go sit down. Thank you very much. So all the people in today's Bible story, they had a choice to make. They had to choose to obey the king and worship his statue or to obey the one true God and worship him alone. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they chose to worship the one true God even though they knew that they could be killed for disobeying the king. Now, when everyone else met, knelt down to worship, these three guys could have gotten down on their knees and pretended or not actually moved their mouths so they wouldn't draw attention to themselves. But that is not what they did. They stood unashamed of their faith. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's faith in the one true God is what actually gets them thrown into the fiery furnace. It's a hard truth to accept, but even with unshaken faith, there are still struggles that we're going to have to walk through. In this Bible passage, we learn that God goes through the fire with us, and that's when miracles happen. We learn that the very fire that the enemy meant to destroy us will be the very thing that God uses to free us and to bless us. So James 1 2 tells us to consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kinds. I think James knew that as believers in Christ, when we go through the fire with faith in God, and when we walk through the fire with God, we come out unbound, unharmed, and unshaken, just like our friends Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did. Now let's look back at their situation. First, they were snitched on. Then, they were called before the king, and they were threatened with a fiery furnace. Now, King Nebuchadnezzar, he liked these guys, and he actually gave them a second chance. But then he just got mad, and he tied them up, and he dropped them to the furnace. Now, this furnace is heated seven times hotter than before. I wonder if you've experienced that. I wonder if you've experienced the increased heat of temptation the more boldly you stand for God. Let's look at Daniel chapter 3, verses 21 through 23. It says, So these men, wearing their robes, trousers, turbans, and other clothes, were bound and thrown into the blazing furnace. The king's command was so urgent and the furnace so hot that the flames of the fire killed the soldiers who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, firmly tied, fell into the blazing furnace. Now, these verses tell us that the three men are completely dressed head to toe, and they're tied up. The fire is so hot that the soldiers escorting them to the fire, they die instantly, and the three friends fall into the furnace. Did you just get that? A miracle just happened before the miracle that we relate to this passage. These soldiers died from the flames, and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego still have their eyebrows. God could have rescued Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego right there. That would have been an awesome story. The soldiers take them, the soldiers die, they're rescued, they don't get hurt, but he did not. We have to realize that sometimes God will rescue us from the fire, but there are times that we still have to walk through the fire. There are struggles that God will deliver us from, and there are simply struggles that we're going to have to walk through. But when we are walking through the flames, be reminded of this story. You are not alone. 
Even though Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did not completely avoid the fiery furnace, they were not alone. In verse 25, we read, he said, Look, I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound and unharmed, and the fourth man looks like a son of the gods. The Bible doesn't tell us who this man is. We read who King Nebuchadnezzar thought he was. In the NIV, it says the son of gods. If you look in the King James Version, it says the son of God. I usually want to take to heart the King James Version and believe that Jesus himself was actually in the fire with them. Either way, God sent help. He made sure that our friends were not alone in that fire. Whatever you're facing today, you are not alone, friends. Now, look at what King Nebuchadnezzar says. He sees Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego walking around with this man in the fire, unbound and unharmed. King Nebuchadnezzar sent them to the fire to hurt them, to stop them from serving the God that he wanted them to serve and from serving their God. But even as these three men are walking through the fire, God set them free. You may feel tied down by your struggle, but you do not have to be defeated by it. The enemy may be trying to tie our hands behind our back. He's trying to say, if you won't serve these false idols, then you can't serve anything. But he doesn't understand that greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. There is no flame, there is no fire, there is no struggle that can stop you when God is in the fire with you. But we aren't done yet. Let's look at verse 27. They saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies, nor was a hair of their heads singed. Their robes were not scorched, and there was no smell of fire on them. No smell of fire on them. Not only were they not singed, not only were they unharmed, but there was no evidence of smoke on them. Now, all of us have gone camping. All of us have sat around the campfire. After a few minutes, that smell gets in your hair, gets in your clothes, and it can follow you, especially if you're a middle school boy, for days. <laughs> I have one. Sorry, bud. <laughs> so these three boys were surrounded by fire. They are in the oven. They are walking through the hot coals. And they come out, and the Bible says... We cannot even smell smoke on them. When God walked through the fire with them, when we face those situations where we're bound and we're tied and we're being thrown into that fire, God will deliver you. And the people around you will never be able to imagine that you went through such an ordeal because God allowed you to come out unsinged, unharmed, joyful, and with an experience to share with others. No one wants to go through the fire. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they did not want to go through the fire. But sometimes we will. And when I do, I would much rather go through the fire with Jesus than with anybody else. Because when Jesus walks with us, the only thing we lose in the fire are the chains that try to hold us down. All right, let's wrap this up. Verse 30 reads, Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. The very fire that the enemy uses to kill us will be the very thing that God uses to free us. Let me say that again. The very thing that the enemy uses to hurt us will be the very thing that God uses to free us or promote us. 
don't hate the fire. I don't know what you're going through today. Instead of a literal furnace, you may be experiencing the fires of bankruptcy or divorce or illness or depression. You might be being bullied. You might be failing a class. You might be suffering from addiction or you're just living life itself. But don't miss my favorite part of the story. Not only did Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego get delivered from the furnace unharmed, they were set free from everything that had bound them before being put in that fire. Before leaving the furnace, God first used the fire to free them from everything else that was binding them. You can also be confident that the fire isn't sent in your life to destroy you. It's there to set you free. So let's worship this awesome God who is going to walk through the fire with you just as he did with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And his promise to you today is, you will come out of the fire unbound, unharmed, and unshaken. Camille, would you come pray for us? So, before we end, you need to ask me to uh, read a verse for her, just to kind of, oh, I got it on my phone. Um, let me pull it up for a sec. Uh, so, it's Isaiah 43, 1 through 3. It says, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not steep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. And I think that's a pretty good verse to end this message with. Come out to Stanley Park. We have tons of chicken, we have tons of food, and we want to share it with you and get to know you better. So join us at Stanley Park afterwards. Thank you very much. Have a great afternoon.